chapter eighteen of among the great masters of the drama this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. among the great masters of the drama by walter rollins chapter eighteen william warren he played many parts in his time but he played none better than that of william warren w t w ball it is a coincidence which may be noted that our greatest tragedian and our greatest comedian both made their first appearance in philadelphia and in the same character young norval in holmes tragedy of douglas forrest's debut being in eighteen twenty and warren's in eighteen thirty two more than fifty years after in eighteen eighty three william warren played his last part this was at the boston museum when he appeared as old eccles in cast over thirty years have gone by since the writer first had the delight of seeing william warren act in comedy the place was of course the boston museum the piece was the serious family and warren played edmonadab sleek his inimitable unctuous manner in this part is as unforgotten as the pathos of his jacques fauvel the centenarian of one hundred years old a play produced at the museum the same year from that time until his retirement i saw him in many other parts both grave and gay notably as captain cuttle and mr micawber but was unluckily prevented from witnessing any of his unsurpassed impersonations in the older standard comedies our illustration shows warren as herr weigel the old shoemaker in my son a work adapted from el arranges mein leopold one of boston's ablest dramatic critics the lamented george bryant woods wrote the following admirable estimate of warren's art we cannot go into minute analysis of the elements of this great comedian's skill were we called upon to name the foremost attributes of his power we should select his forbearance his dignity the delicacy of his humor the sympathy and magnetism of his pathos and above all the faithfulness to detail and to duty which mark all that he does never does he take advantage of his fame or of the fondness of his audience to put himself forward when some necessary question of the play is to be considered yet never does he lapse into tameness or inattention though he be lost in the background or hidden in a multitude no minor actor ever need complain that an opportunity of his own was sacrificed to one of mr warren's points no author could ever claim that a part or a plot was marred by anything lacking or anything overdone on his part to pass for a moment into detail in illustration of some of the qualities we have noted sir peter teasel is a comic character but there is a moment of pure tragedy in it when the testy noble old gentleman discovers his wife hidden behind the screen in the library of joseph surface how grandly mr warren interprets the depth of emotion in the soul which is stirred at that instant there never was a keener appreciation of humor than belongs to mr warren 
but sir harcourt courtly is not a humorous man and it is worth long and repeated study to see how seriously he goes through the play in that part how far he is from apparent consciousness of any of the fun going on about him how saturated with the supreme consciousness of his own superiority which belongs to the character there have been very few actors who could impart so much meaning to one or two words and this with never an indulgence in exaggeration for effect with the severest and driest of simplicity in the first scene of sardou's comedy of ferdinand one of the lady frequenters of a gay gaming-house in paris commenting upon the scandalous behavior of an acquaintance remarks parenthetically now i don't set up for a prude certainly not says the courteous advocate to whom she is speaking it is the slightest thing in the world a parenthesis within a parenthesis but in the utterance of those two words there is a gleam of genius as brilliant but as indescribable as a flash of heat lightning take again as a concluding example mr warren's performance of jesse rule in old heads and young hearts how admirable yet how free from any suspicion of grotesqueness is the make-up from the innocent round venerable face with its halo of thin white hair to the threadbare elbow of the country minister's coat-sleeve how touching how unforced is the simplicity of his bearing and conduct how the voice ripples and trembles with the emotion which comes alike from a gentle heart and a pulpit training how modestly the actor refrains from pressing himself upon the attention while the tangled threads of the too ingenious plot are woven together how far beyond praise is the transition of the final situation from merriment through hysterical laughter to tears and with what matchless and impressive dignity a model for the thousand commonplace ministers of actual life is uttered the concluding address of the old clergyman to the audience eulogy is not our trade we aim ever in these sketches to give a discriminative view of the leading characteristics of the subjects we discuss but in treating a genius like mr warren's so delicate so brilliant so true combined with such artistic conscience such freedom from conceit such a respect for itself forbidding ignoble artifice to heighten its attraction we care not to repress the enthusiasm with which our tribute finds words these discriminating sentences were worthily supplemented by henry a clapp who said mr warren's style as a dramatic artist is so broad and full as to be exceedingly hard to describe devoid of eccentricities and extravagances it lacks like a perfectly proportioned building those salient peculiarities which at once catch even the unobservant eye a deformed cripple can be much more easily depicted than an apollo to his professional work he has brought the true plastic temperament of the actor a rich native sense of humor the power of keen and delicate observation an absolute sense of proportion a strong educated intelligence varied culture and that devoted love for his art which has made unresting industry mere delight 
the flower of all these gifts and virtues is a style of acting which unites exceptional vividness force sensibility and effectiveness with a fine reserve and an unfailing observance of the modesty of nature an exquisitely exact adaptation of means to ends supplemented by precise knowledge of the need of every moment is mr warren's most distinguishing trait but there is nothing mechanical in his practices no observable interval between intent and result on the contrary his playing shows that perfect infusion of thought and act which makes analysis of his art impossible until his art has first wrought its due effect upon the feelings of the spectator next to the fine precision and justness which characterize mr warren's style the versatility of his power denotes his distinction as an artist his range as a comedian is as we have said above simply unequalled and to the interpretation of every variety of character he brings that exquisite sensibility and clearness of insight that mobility of nature and fullness of understanding which make his work vital natural and satisfying for pathos his gift is scarcely less remarkable than for humor the touch showing at times perhaps not his greatest facility but the method being always imaginative and the feeling pure and genuine nor is it upon the deep and broad lines only that mr warren excels in the art of swift and subtle insinuation in the display of mixed or conflicting emotions he has no rival upon the art stage one of the greatest if not the greatest artists in the line of make-up we ever had on our boston stage was unquestionably william warren in this as in the matter of costume he was well-nigh perfect of the many parts he played in this city something like five hundred no two were made up alike each was a distinct and separate creation of his own it would seem almost impossible that so much variety could be given to the human countenance but by the mighty actor brought illusions perfect triumphs come and in his illusions mr warren was indeed the mighty actor End of chapter eighteen